thing. Not everyone is arguing for a check. Some people say, why can't reparations come in the form of free education, free medical health care, free legal and free financial advice? I mean, when we look at the, the when we compare the amount of blacks who go to school and go to college and, and, and or just have an access to education compared to our white counterparts, it's not even. When we think about who's filling up the prison systems and how um, the how the how this the institution of how the police institution itself and how the criminal justice system is stacked against black and brown people and the evidence is in the numbers um, you know it just doesn't add up compared to white counterparts and I think that I think that to, 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 to make things to make this wrong or right, you have to do something. We have to say something. I mean, we've been advocating for different reforms across the country for decades, but I think that this does go to the heart of the matter. Because if the problem is lack of funds for education, for crying out loud, America spends more money K-12 than any other country on the face of the earth other than Switzerland and Luxembourg, and going K-12 uh, is at other taxpayers' expense. There's all sorts of grants and loans that are available to people. There are 7,000 colleges, uh, not counting uh, community colleges in this country, that you you can go to relatively cheaply. And regarding the criminal justice system, out of 13% of the population, which is the population of blacks, comes 50% of the homicides. Uh, 6,000 blacks murdered other blacks last year. Homicide is the number one preventable cause of death for young black men as opposed to car accidents, is the number one preventable cause for death for young white men. What does murdering other blacks have to do with slavery? Oh, Larry, 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 you about to get this work, man. All right, so here is where... <laughs> you were wrong on so many things, Larry. It's ridiculous. You were about to get this work. First of all, the number one killer for African Americans is not gun violence. It is diabetes. Boom. That's one. Two, the education reform system. You are right. America funds its education system more than most other countries. But we also know that in black communities, black students are five times less likely to have a teacher who has all their certifications or degrees. We also know that black students are two times more likely to be suspended or penalized for things that they have not, that another white student would do and not get in trouble for. Three, Students of color are more likely to get put in specialized courses where you need special needs, even though they are not diagnosed for it and be misdiagnosed for those things. Four, we know that communities of color, which are usually and unfortunately in poor districts, get a lower level of funding for their schools in other areas. And five, we know that even though the entire U.S. is struggling with education, white students, whether poor or rich, are 50% more likely to get a quality education than black students. That is for education. Now, let's talk about violence. Let's talk about prisons. And here we go. Black-on-black violence in the U.S. is about 91%, I think. 91% of black crimes are against other black people. People, white on white violence is at 88% and climbing. White violence has actually gone higher. The most dangerous terrorist group, white people. Well, not white people, but white right radicals. Just in case you were wondering, once again, black on black violence is an issue, but it's not the worst issue. And also, black on black violence can be attributed to poverty. We know that the places that had the highest crime rates are also the places with the lowest economy. And that's not just for black communities, that's also for white communities. If you don't believe me, why don't we take a trip to Troy, New York? Or why don't we take a trip to the mm-hmm. Middle East, to the, to, the, to, to the Midwest? Why don't we take a trip to some, to some poor white neighborhoods where people are selling meth out of their basements and killing each other all over the place? Sir, the problem that you have is you seem to attribute mistakes or, or problems in the black community as a moral black problem when it's really just a universal problem. And when you put the pressure of income inequality and racism and institutionalized racism on one group of people, these are the effects that you will see. If white people had to be forced out of communities because they were white or if white people were not getting jobs because their last name was, I don't know, Redrickson instead of 
um, Johnson if white people were being arrested for popping molly and smoking crack in front of their high schools and black people not being arrested for smoking weed, then they would have the same problems because it is unfair and it is unjust. This problematic ideology that you seem to have about black people is extremely wrong. Also, those Southerners in the war, they were reimbursed. They got reparations after the war. They got their land back and they got money back. And also slavery, despite not being everywhere, was a billion dollar industry. And also slavery was not more or less abolished in the North. There was slavery in New York up until 1859. The only difference in New York is that you could actually purchase your freedom, but it was still slavery nonetheless. You have years of free labor given by black people to white people to build up a country. It is not unrealistic to ask for a reimbursement for all the services rendered. Thank you very much, sir. Please read a book. Um, if, if you if you spend one fraction of that energy encouraging people to work hard, get an education, and not blame other people, black people would be a lot further ahead. Let me just say, sir, that. sir, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, this is not happening right now. What you are saying, what you are perpetuating is a dangerous thing to say and perpetuate. We need to be very clear. As someone who grew up in the ghettos that you speak of, that was in the gang, gang banging like the gang bangers that you speak of, that had a gun, like the people you said had guns, and who committed crimes as a young person, it is not because I was morally unsound. It was not because I was a horrible person. It is because I grew up in poverty. It is because that's all I saw. And you know what? I was able to make it out of it. And even though I was able to make it out, it doesn't mean that I'm extra special. It means I was just lucky. If you put someone in a situation where they're more likely to see someone in college than to see someone in a gang or to see someone poor, then they will have a different outcome. Stop perpetuating these dangerous ideals. Your kind of ideology is the reason we have folks like Ben Carson run for president and Uncle Ruckus, which is supposed to be a cartoon character, but it's actually a real person. I think I'm talking to him on the phone right now. If you spent this much energy actually uplifting the black community and stop punishing black people for situations they were put in, then maybe we'd be a lot further off. If we stopped calling black people thugs and shooting kids because they wore hoodies, then maybe Trayvon Martin would be alive and we'd have more funding for black students. Did you know that out of all the scholarships we have in the U.S., African Americans account for 3% of the recipients? You know who gets the most scholarship money? White women. Do you know in affirmative action who benefits the most? Not black people, white women. You want to talk about all these problems with education, but you won't talk about the underfunding. You won't talk about the lack of quality education. You won't talk about the, the quality of books. You won't talk about the income inequality. You won't talk about their fair wages. You won't talk about institutionalized racism because you want to ignore it. You want to live in this world where white people and black pe people are best friends and we have an equal playing field. When the truth of the matter is, there is a start off for the race. The white person is there with a fresh pair of Nikes and some running shoes and some shorts and a nice windbreaker and he's going to get a head start. And the black person doesn't know about the race because no one told them about it. They have no shoes. They have no shorts. They have no resources, and they're told to win. And how the hell do you win when someone had a 400-year head start on you with all the resources? How the hell do you start over when you were a slave on Tuesday, and on Wednesday they said, you're free, pay taxes, stop being lazy, but we're not going to hire you, give you a job, or give you any opportunities? How in the hell do you believe that black people aren't fought for black-on-black -black crime, and it's all of our fault, and it's all of our problems, when, guess what? Black folk, Jaquan didn't bring guns to America. Jaquan didn't bring crack to America. Dashika didn't bring cocaine to America. Dashika didn't put it in the communities. You know who did? Reagan, the White House, the government. Do you know what happened when black people tried to register to vote? They got killed. Do you know what happened when Martin Luther King said he wanted equal rights of black people? He was shot in the face. You know what happened when Malcolm X said that? He was shot in the face. You know what happened when Marcus Garvey said that? He was kicked out of the country. Do you know what happened to Mega Evers? He was shot in the back in front of his house, in front of his wife and kids. That doesn't happen to white people. Read a damn book.